You're listening to Shalise's Podcast. All right. Well, Father, I thank you for this tribe of emerging world changers. I thank you for the call of God on their lives. And I thank you for the faithfulness of the Holy Spirit to lead and guide them into the fulfillment of it. And I am so grateful today for your presence in our lives, Lord. Thank you for making us your temple. Thank you for making us your home. Thank you that you are for us, that you are with us, that your power and presence rests upon us so that we can fulfill all righteousness, so that we are conformed to the image of Jesus, so that we release heaven on earth every single day, everywhere we go. Thank you that we are a walking blessing. We are an answer to people's prayers, Father. We are in the right place at the right time with the right revelation, sharing the right information with people, Father. And I thank you for eternal life. I thank you for the privilege of knowing you, the privilege of living in union with you, the privilege of being anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power, uh, the privilege of having our eyes enlightened so that we know the hope of our calling. Thank you, God, for your goodness and your faithfulness towards us. Thank you that you are always working everything out together for good, that you are always causing us to triumph, and that you are really the power at work in us, both to will and do your good pleasure. So Father, just speak through me today. Uh, Take us where we need to go. Uh, Speak to every single watcher and listener today. Uh, Thank you that this is a word that is uh, especially crafted for them and that Holy Spirit, you're going to be speaking to them at the same time that I'm talking. And so we just release uh, this podcast to you, Father. Uh, Do with it what you want to do in Jesus name. Amen. Well, awesome, you guys. We are wrapping up our series on walking in the spirit today, which uh, has really been founded and based in the scripture from Romans 814. You know the scripture, those that are led by the spirit of God. These are the sons of God. And we have covered a lot of ground. And I'm so grateful for those of you that have reached out to me with Facebook messages and other ways just to let me know how much this uh, series has been blessing you. I tell you what, it blesses me when you are blessed. So I love getting that encouraging feedback from you guys. I read all the comments and stuff. So just keep those coming. Uh, I'll also let you know that we are in the process of creating our YouTube channel. So in the not too distant future, all of these Facebook lives that you guys can watch in the Path to Purpose group are also going to be up on a YouTube channel so that you can put those on repeat and watch me if you like to watch rather than just listen on the podcast. As always, you can subscribe to the podcast. If you don't catch uh, the videos live in our Path to Purpose group, you can subscribe to the podcast on all of the popular podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, all of the Spotify, you name it, we're there. So you can put those suckers on your phone, subscribe to that. And you can listen to it on your commute. You can listen to it on the treadmill. But I tell you what, people tell me all the time that they start at episode number one and just listen. And it is life transforming. You will be established in your union with Jesus and you will be encouraged and filled with faith as you guys put me in your ear. And I love that I'm in your ear, by the way. Uh, Heck, I show up in people's dreams. So don't be surprised if I show up in one of your dreams too. But anyway, I want to wrap up 
our podcast uh, series on walking in the spirit today with some just practical things. Um, I've covered a lot of theology over the last, um, you know, several episodes. We've talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We've talked about the maturation process of going from a babe in Christ to really being a son of God as you exercise your spiritual senses and you, uh, you know, begin to, to experience what it means to, to, have awakened spiritual senses where you can hear from God and you can see in the spirit. Uh, but today I really want to talk about uh, just some things that I, I coach people on a lot. I mean, actually in Emerge and the Emerge coaching call last night, I was, I spent pretty much the entire time coaching on some of the hindrances that, that we experience to hearing God and really walking in the spirit and staying spirit filled. And I thought that I would just chat with you guys today about some of those hindrances and how to overcome them so that you, this message, we wrap up with it being really, really practical. Because walking in the spirit, yes, it's theological. Yes, there's things to know about it. Yes, there's revelation to know about it. But at the end of the day, it's actually a way of being. It's a way of living. It's something that is meant to change our lives. And so we need to know how to do it practically. And so the first thing that I want to share today is really about um, the practice of being aware of just the Holy Spirit in our lives and acknowledging the Holy Spirit in our lives and getting out of self-consciousness. Uh, one of the, the biggest hindrances to hearing God uh, and really being led by the Spirit, in my opinion, is this separation from God and this kind of awareness or this default way of thinking that somehow God is outside of us, that we're doing it wrong, that we can't hear God. We have all of these beliefs around. It's hard to hear God. I don't hear God. I'm not a visual person. I don't see in the spirit. And the truth is that all of those hindrances that I just described are all bathed in this idea of an eye <laughs> that is separated from God. And the truth is, is that the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And there's nothing you can really do to mess that up. There's nothing that you did to even make it a reality except hear the gospel and agree. You know, so you just agreed that Jesus is the son of God. You agreed that uh, he rose from the dead. You agreed that his crucifixion was your crucifixion and that you were buried with him and raised with him and you ascended with him. You just, you just heard the scriptures. You heard the gospel and you were like, wow, that's really good news. Oh my gosh, that's for me. And when you believe that it was for you and that it happened for you and that Jesus did that to you, well, guess what? Yeah, you, your, your spirit was, you, you, the, the, the revelation of Christ in you was unveiled and it began to manifest in your life because you believed it and you became aware of it. And you just simply said, oh, cool, cool. That's true for me. Yay. And so what I want to tell you today is that the Holy Spirit is with you. 24-7, while you're sleeping, while you're awake, even while you're sinning. Yes, the Holy Spirit does not jump out of you when you miss it, okay? This is not a righteousness that is based upon your performance. Your relationship with God is not based on your performance. Now, granted, it is. it can be very much based on your perception, meaning it doesn't shift because you perceive that you're apart from God. It doesn't shift because you perceive guilt and condemnation over something that you did. I mean, God, the Holy Spirit doesn't actually jump out of you. God doesn't, you know, increase a distance from you. But what happens is your perception shifts, just like it did for Adam and Eve uh, in the garden, right? I mean, they were the ones that hid from the presence of God. Their perception of God shifted. They became afraid. They became self-conscious. And this self-consciousness is one of 
the biggest hindrances to us walking in the spirit and really experiencing unbroken fellowship with God where we can hear him clearly and that we can be led by him. And so what do we do with this self-consciousness? Well, the truth is, is that we can only focus on one thing at a time. And our focus is everything. Okay. If you are familiar with quantum mechanics or quantum physics at all, I mean, the science behind this proves the scriptural principle. That is a man thinketh in his heart. So is he that what we focus on, uh, is what we experience, that what we focus on is what manifests. And if you don't know what the observer effect is, I'm not going to go into it in detail right now. Uh, you can Google it. You can go do some research on it. It's a quantum physics uh, principle that basically says that matter materializes based upon humor, human observation. But I want to bring that into this conversation about experiencing the Holy Spirit and being led by the Holy Spirit, because our focus is key. And if we are focused on what we're not, or we're focused on separation, or we're focused on ourselves, then we are not focused on God. And the truth is, is that, you know, there's a wonderful scripture in Proverbs. I think it's three verse five. If I miss the uh, reference, you guys can also Google that. Thank God for Google. But it says, you know, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Just acknowledge the Holy Spirit in all of your ways and he will direct your paths. Okay, so if we want to be led by the Holy Spirit, a key part of that is acknowledging the Holy Spirit. It's acknowledging the truth. It's it's becoming aware of the truth of that that the, the Holy Spirit is with us. The Holy Spirit is in us. And it's, you know, it, it's as simple as acknowledging that. It's saying good morning Holy Spirit. It's saying what's up Holy Spirit. It's saying, you know what? Thank you Holy Spirit that you are in me. Thank you that your presence rests upon me. Thank you that you are always with me. And I'm just going to become aware of your presence right now. I'm going to become a aware of the person that you are in my life and the role that you play in my life and your grace that is with me right now and the wisdom that you have for me right now and my oneness with Jesus and the fact that I have access to the mind of God, the mind of Christ. So I have access to your thoughts, Holy Spirit. I have access to the truth that you said you would lead me into all truth and that you would show me the future. And so Holy Spirit, I'm just going to acknowledge you right now. and I'm just going to become aware of your presence. I'm going to become aware of you being with me right now. And I'm going to do that by saying thank you. I'm going to say thank you. I'm so grateful for you. And I just acknowledge you right now, Holy Spirit. And I just know that that you have thoughts that you want to share with me. I know that you have things that you need to, that you want to say to me. I know that you want to encourage me in righteousness. I know uh, that you are my comforter and you are my intercessor and you are my standby and you are my strengthener, uh, that you are my paraclete, that you walk with me, that you are the power of God that dwells within me, that does miracles through me, that um, I can abide in that reality with you right now. And so I just, I'm shifting my focus and I'm acknowledging you right now, Holy Spirit. And you will notice, you guys, as you begin to acknowledge the truth and you begin to acknowledge the Holy Spirit, you know what's going to happen? Your experience is going to shift and you're going to shift out of self-consciousness and what's not working and what's wrong with you or what's wrong in your life. And you're going to shift your focus to the solution. You're going to fix, shift your focus to the, to the presence of God. And as you do this, guess what? The presence of God manifests. And 
This is so true in every move of God. You know, there's so many revivals that are breaking out right now in Asbury and other places. And really what's happening, guys, is that people are shifting their focus on the Holy Spirit. And this 24-7 thing, as long as it's sustainable, I mean, I don't know how long it's going to go on. But the truth is, whenever we acknowledge the Holy Spirit, whenever we invite the Holy Spirit to, to manifest himself and we we shift our focus off of ourselves and onto God, well, you know what happens? The, your experience starts to change. And so this is a way of life. I mean, this is the premise of the book. If you've never read it, Brother Lawrence wrote, right? It's called Practicing the Presence of God. It's a classic. And it's really the the story of Brother Lawrence, who was a monk, right? His, his life commitment to stay aware of God, to stay aware of the Holy Spirit in his everyday life. He would talk about how he would just be euphoric while he was washing dishes because he was aware that it was not him alone washing dishes, that his hands were God's hands and that, you know, doing mundane things like chores all of a sudden becomes glorious when you are aware of the presence of God in you in the in whatever it is that you're doing. And, you know, I also really love uh, Gregory Boyd's book. It's called Present Perfect which I refer to as kind of a modern day practicing the presence. It's, it's uh, been written, you know, in, in modern times here, but it's, it's about the same principle. It's about practicing the presence of God. And I'll tell you, you can actually even develop what I call a positive trigger to actually help you stay aware of God's presence and your union with Jesus. And goodness knows we have enough negative triggers, right? We, we get triggered by all kinds of things, meaning that, you know, we walk into a current circumstance of, of some kind or we're in a situation of some kind and our neural pathways start to fire without our even re- being uh, aware of it. And all of a sudden our emotional responses and our emotional state gets to be governed by past references that are being fired from our memories you know, getting meaning to current circumstances. That's kind of a high level definition of maybe a negative trigger or the way triggers happen in our uh, neural pathways. But we can create positive triggers too. It's kind of like Pavlo's Pavlo's dog, right? Where they rang the bell and eventually they wouldn't feed the dogs. But even if they just ran, rang the bell, then all of a sudden the dogs would begin to salivate. Why? Because there was conditioning that had happened so that they knew the bell was associated with food, you know, and so triggers are associations and you can create positive associations with the presence of God. You can create positive associations that help you um, experience the presence of God, experience the Holy Spirit and tune into his voice. For the most part, that's what journaling becomes when you practice it. It's one of the reasons why, you know, the three months that we spend in Emerge is so life transforming because we're shifting people's focus for three months of intensive uh, diving into intimacy with God and being able to cultivate new habits and new ways and new beliefs around their union with God and connect with the voice of God so that they can discover their purpose and live it. So a positive trigger. Let me give another example of this. If you've ever, you know, been to Bethel and and experienced Bill Johnson's ministry there, if you go to their church, you know, you'll see a lot of people and you can't see me really much. Let me put my camera down here for a minute. But you'll see a lot of people sitting around with their hands open palmed. Maybe they'll have them resting on their lap or maybe they're just in worship and they're holding their hands like this. I mean, think about the things that we do in worship. Think about the things that the Bible talks about, like raise your hands, clap your hands, dance. Why? 
because our physiology can be a part of creating a positive trigger to become aware of the presence of God in worship. Worship is actually a positive trigger. It's not that God is um, narcissistic and like just wants to be worshiped. It's just this natural response of our love for him. But it, the truth is that the manifestation of God's presence in worship is because of our focus and because of what we're speaking. It's a creative thing that manifests the spirit realm into the natural realm, right? It's, it's, and so these associations are very real. So at Bethel, this open palmed move is kind of a, a, a global thing that happens there where they, because they've trained people that this means I'm surrendered to God and that I'm becoming aware of the presence of God. So there's nothing magical about turning your palms up and doing this, right? There's nothing, you know, inherently, uh, powerful about that or some secret key like this is the way you know five keys to experiencing god it's more just like that has become an association in their mind that shifts their focus to the presence of god and so anything can be a positive trigger and positive triggers work by repetition so the more that you practice the presence of god the more that you associate um and the holy spirit will help you with this the holy spirit will help you create visuals and other things to help you connect with him and connect you connect help you connect with the gospel i mean that's what meditation is but making the decision i mean heck you guys can put sticky notes right around on your on your in your car and you can put it on your mirror or whatever but like hey just acknowledge god like take a presence break uh practice the presence of god become aware of the holy spirit ask the holy spirit you know uh to help you with this then you know what you your life will be totally transformed just by beginning to acknowledge the holy spirit and shifting your focus and when you don't do that and you operate in self-consciousness, guess what happens? When you are more conscious of what's wrong, when you're more conscious of conscious of your separation from God or feeling far away from God or just your emotions have, you know, pulled you off into a direction or you've been triggered by something and you're off in, you know, la-la land and your emotions and now your emotions are governing you rather than the Holy Spirit's governing you, guess what? You can you can come back to that with a simple focus, a reshaping of your focus, a reframing of your focus. Honestly, that's what prayer is. Every time we pray, we are now focused on God and we're getting ourselves out of ourselves, meaning we're getting ourselves out of a focus on a, a self that isn't even alive anymore, right? We've been recreated in Christ. And, you know, guys, I've learned this over the years very, very practically. You know, I remember when many, many years ago, decades at this point, when I had first been asked to be an altar minister at my church, and this was a very large church at the time. I mean, I was attending a 20,000 plus member church. And as an altar minister, there were lines after services, right? The, the services were so powerful. I mean, there was altar calls at every service. There was, I mean, hundreds of people would literally give their lives to the Lord in these services. And then they would take them into the, the this room and they would get them filled with the Holy Spirit so that they would be speaking in tongues, which, by the way, we've been talking a lot about that on this podcast. Go listen to previous episodes if you don't know what I'm talking about or need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But they would do that. They would minister the baptism of the Holy Spirit and then they would baptize people. And we're talking hundreds of people were coming to the Lord, being filled with the Holy Spirit and getting baptized every single Sunday. Talk about revival. <laughs> it was a, it was a every Sunday occurrence at this church. So I'm sharing that to say that it was a move of God. And honestly, in and of myself, I felt very separated from God at that time. I was still renewing my mind to my union with God. 
I was in the middle of that year where I was meditating on the scripture for a whole year. The Holy Spirit had told me to do that of Christ in you, the hope and glory of hope of glory from Colossians chapter 127. I think it's 27, 17 or 27. Anyway, um, and so I would sit in service the whole time, super nervous about having to pray for people, worried that I was going to hear God, worried if I was going to have, you know, anything for the people. And literally, I would pray in tongues the entire time. I wouldn't even really be listening to the message, right? I would sit there and pray in tongues the whole time, trying to prepare myself to, to pray for people when, when service was over, because I knew there was going to be a long line. And Honestly, the Holy Spirit one day spoke to me in the middle of while I was praying in tongues and trying to work it up. I'm trying to work up a move of God, work up myself into spirituality, totally from a framework of I don't have it. You know, I wasn't aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit inside of me. I wasn't I wasn't practicing the presence during service. I wasn't experiencing God. I was thinking about what I needed. And if you think about what you need, then you don't have it. If you're thinking, I need to hear from God, well, you're not hearing from God. If you think, oh, I need an answer to this prayer, well, you don't have the answer to prayer. And that's a, 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 a surefire way to make sure that you're, you're experiencing what you don't want to experience. And so the Holy Spirit just simply said to me, Shalice, listen, you're not praying when you get up there in the name of Shalice. Okay, this isn't about what you have or what you don't have. It's about me. And I'm in you and I'm with you. And when you speak my name, you're speaking as me. So you need to just step into union with me and get out of the way. You need to get rid of all of the self-consciousness and you need to become aware of me. And so that's what I started to do, right? I started to just, you know, thank God that he was in me. I started to, to say the kind of things that I was just saying a little bit earlier and Guess what started to happen? Well, guess what? I started to pray with power and the Holy Spirit started to move through me and the Holy Spirit started to flow through me. I mean, people were falling under the power of God. Like I was having personal revival <laughs> every single time I was praying for people. And you guys, that still happens in my life all the time. Things happen because each of us is a channel for the Holy Spirit. Each of us is a revival waiting to break out waiting to break out and and what causes those things i don't care if you're talking about katherine coleman i don't care if you're talking about smith wigglesworth i don't care if you're talking about all of the move of gods gods in history all of the move of god in history um somewhere somewhere some way People have shifted their focus and it's it's gotten off of a self-consciousness. It's gotten onto the Holy Spirit. It's gotten onto the gospel. It, it, there's been a shift of focus so that the experience of people shifts. And I will tell you that the, the presence of God is tangible. You can feel it. You can feel it with your spiritual senses. You can walk into a place. And the more that you develop your spiritual senses, the more sensitive you become of that, the more uh, yielded you are to that and that reality. And the more that your mind is renewed to that you are, in fact, one with Jesus and that the Holy Spirit is wherever you are, that a move of God is wherever you are, then the more that you will begin to experience that. And so I, you know, I wanted to share that with you today because it's practical, number one. And it's great to have good theology. You need the good theology so that you know what to believe. But we also need the real practical pieces so that it can be become real for us. And the truth is you have the fullness of the Godhead living in you. You have all of it, the entire kingdom. Listen to this, you guys. Heaven is in you. 
Heaven, the dimension of the spirit realm is within you. It's all over, right? I mean, Jesus is holding all things together. Christ is holding all things together by the word of his mighty power. The vibration that is at the core of creation is Christ. We live in a reconciled universe. We live in a friendly universe. We live in a universe that is for us. Even the things that seem contrary, even the things that we walk through that are difficult, guess what? Those things are for us too. That's the place where we develop muscle. That's where we get to exercise our faith. That's where we get to exercise practicing the presence. That's why the Apostle Paul was rejoicing in prison. He had a perspective of being in prison that, hey, this was not only for his good, but this was actually increasing his ministry, that the gospel was going to spread even more while he just sat in prison. You know, that the Holy Spirit would move even while he wasn't able to, you know, and there's been so many stories of this. Um at Benny Hinn meetings one time, I remember reading a story about how Benny Hinn was, you know, going to a Coliseum and the move of God had already broken out in the Coliseum before he ever got there. Why? Because people came to Benny Hinn meetings with an expectation of the move of the Holy Spirit. Their focus was on miracles. And that's why when you go to different kinds of services, if you go to a healing service and the focus on is on healing, guess what? Healing happens. If you, if you focus, whatever you focus on, you guys, this, um, observer effect is working all the time, either for us or against us. And so what I want to share today is that we might as well make it work for us. And I'll tell you, this is one of the hardest things for believers to grow in because we are overstimulated by the natural realm. We are overstimulated by the news. We are overstimulated by social media. We are overstimulated by the drama in our own life and the drama in other people's lives. We are overstimulated by our, our busy minds and our busy nervous systems. We are overstimulated because it's very hard to find quiet. We work so much. I mean, we have families. We're busy. Our schedules we go, 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 especially here in the West. And, and we don't have time for contemplation. We don't have time for quiet. We don't have time just simply to sit in the presence of God, to simply just be with God. And we haven't taken the time to, to develop positive triggers. We haven't made journaling a practice. We haven't, we're able to survive without the presence of God. Now, granted, it may not be that we're thriving without the presence of God. We may be in, you know, a personal hell every single day, but you know, because of all of the turmoil and all of the craziness that goes on in the natural realm, we're distracted. We're distracted away from the presence of God. We're distracted away from the simple, quiet voice of the Holy Spirit. And then we have all of these stupid beliefs. I'm sorry to say that they're stupid. Maybe I should say ignorant. All of these ignorant beliefs that somehow we've got to, you know, work our way into the presence of God or that we don't hear God or that, you know, our experience is what we're, we, we believe is true that because we aren't hearing God therefore we can't because we aren't seeing answers to our prayer God's not hearing us you know we have all of these wrong beliefs and wrong perceptions that are driving the experiences that we don't want and so there's really nothing more powerful and nothing more important than being led by the spirit I'll tell you, the Holy Spirit can lead you through. I don't care what the situation is. And I'll tell you what, the way that he perceives things, the way that he judges things, the way that he discerns things, I mean, that's really our job to discern things. Um, 
those perceptions, our stories and our judgments and the meanings that we give to things are complete. They're bogus, you guys. I mean, I'm saying a word from the 80s. Oh my gosh, I'm dating myself here. Uh, bogus, okay. The meaning, they're just complete nonsense. They're just nonsense. I mean, human perception and human judgment is based upon our past. It's based upon our programming. It's based upon our life experiences. And man, we're always projecting this onto other people. We're, we're making sources out of other people. We expect other people to be our source of fulfillment and our source of peace and our source of joy. And I'll tell you what, guys, people can't do that for you. You have the source of joy, Mr. Joy himself living inside of you. God is always in a good mood and your spirit has been joined to God. And so, frankly, you're in a good mood, whether you act like it or feel like it right now or not. You have peace. You have joy. You have righteousness. You have the entire kingdom inside of you. The question is, what do you focus on? The question is, what are you observing? The question is, what are you acknowledging in your life? If you're acknowledging brokenness and you're acknowledging drama and you're acknowledging all of the bad things that are happening to you and what everybody else isn't doing, and if people would just change, then you would be happy and whatever that is, if you're acknowledging that bogus nonsense then guess what? Your experience is going to be bogus. It's going to be nonsense. It's going to be drama. It's going to be hell on earth instead of heaven on earth. And so this is so simple. And the truth is, I'm going to say it again. You cannot focus on two things at a time. Okay. You cannot be focused on who you're not and who you are. And you are not apart from God. You are not separated from God. You are one with him. You are the very home of God. That is what Jesus accomplished in you when he went to the cross. It was the reason Jesus became a person. It was the reason the incarnation happened. He put on humanity to redeem humanity's experience of himself. He became one of us so that the darkness that kept us blinded from our oneness with him could actually be annihilated. He annihilated a sin nature. He annihilated separation. He annihilated self-righteousness. He annihilated and, and all of the things that would separate us from the love of God. And now the only thing that can separate us from the love of God is our awareness. Our awareness, our awareness of the truth, our awareness of the presence of God in our lives, the awareness of our true identity in Christ, because what we are aware of is what we experience. What we are aware of, what we focus on is what we manifest. And if we are going to walk in the spirit, then we need to focus on the spirit. If we want to experience a personal revival, then we need to focus on the gospel and focus on what is true. And that is something that I learned through a simple meditation of the scripture Christ in you for a whole year, right? I just became to, began to practice that truth, practice that I am Jesus in a Shalise suit. And now you guys, when I say the things that I say on these podcasts and I open up in prayer, right? All I'm, what am I doing? Why, why are the podcasts, you know, shifting your awareness and shifting the things in your life? Because you're joining in with my awareness and together there's a corporate awareness where we are renewing our minds and becoming aware and practicing the gospel, right? You're putting on Christ. I mean, that's why God says, put off the old man, put off the old awareness, put off the ego, right? Put off the programming, put off the self that was programmed to you by the pattern of this world and step into the new, step into an awareness and simply acknowledge it. And this is something that you guys can do instantaneously. Now I'm telling you, when I say instantaneously, I mean, we can shift our focus instantaneously. Like if I say chair, 
okay? All of a sudden, your focus just went to a chair. I'm sitting in a chair. All of a sudden, I became aware of my bum sitting on the chair, right? I wasn't aware of the chair until I said chair, right? So your focus can shift instantaneously. Now, is that difficult when you are triggered, when you are emotional, when you have been living in a habitual state of guilt or habitual state of anger, or you have an emotional home that has developed over many, many years of drama and, uh, you know, uh, whatever, whatever it is, if it's not love, joy, and peace, but the truth is you can shift it. You can shift it by gratitude, by being grateful for your life, for being, by focusing on what is good, what is actually working, because anytime there's something that's not working, you know what? There's a million things that are working. And the, and the truth is if you, I tell this to my kids all the time, tell me 10 things that you're actually grateful for right now when they're complaining, right? Tell me 10 things. Why? I'm shifting their focus. I'm shifting their focus out of what's wrong. I'm shifting their focus out of what they perceive that they don't have. And when you perceive what is right and you perceive what you do have, which by the way, the Holy Spirit gets involved in helping you do, you don't even do this separate. You don't even shift your awareness separate. The grace of God is what enables us to be able to, to, to focus on God. So eat, just acknowledge the grace of God when you're in the middle of a trigger and you're feeling bad, right? And you might have to have some positive triggers around you. You might need some daily declarations. You might need some post-it notes around. You might need to make some recordings of you doing the, the, you know, speaking the truth over yourself and being grateful and getting into the presence of God so that when you're not in that mindset, you can, you know, shift yourself back into that mindset. That's why daily prayer and speaking in tongues is so powerful because these can become, it's just getting your focus right. It's getting you to acknowledge God in all of your ways. You know, I always talk about our, I mean, I don't always, but I, I, I sometimes talk about the rapid mind renewal sessions that we do. We do them as a part of a merge. We offer them to people that aren't in a merge. And, and one of the most powerful things about those sessions, not only, first of all, if you're going to do them, you know, you should not just plan on doing one. You, it, it, one is like, you know, putting a bandaid on something. It's not going to heal something, you know, but one of the things that's so powerful about those sessions, if you don't know what they are, I mean, basically they're a two hour prayer session that we facilitate um, an encounter, uh, you having an encounter with God and you experiencing God. And one of the reasons why they're so powerful is because we get out of playing judge in those sessions. When you sit in the chair of being uh, the recipient of that ministry, what happens is that you have to actually totally depend on God and we acknowledge the Holy Spirit and we acknowledge Jesus and we acknowledge the Father throughout the entire session. So as we're asking questions and you're getting answers, you know what's happening? We're saying, okay, Holy Spirit, what does that mean? Unpack that a little bit more for them. Uh, share with them how that, what's the truth that you want to communicate to them? And I will tell you what, people are hearing God in these sessions because why? Number one, there's an anointing there and that's the grace that's on this ministry is to help people enter into intimacy with God and union with God. So that's operating. But secondly, it's happening because we're shifting our focus. And I tell people life, if you want to be led by the spirit, doing one of those sessions is a really good way to experience what it's like because you have to leave the realm of human judgment. You have to leave the realm of, of intellectual processing meaning uh, and get into the place where you are just resting and expecting to receive wisdom from God and revelation from God and direction from God. And it's a really good experiment, you know, in what that looks like, what that feels like. And 
with the goal of understanding that that's how life is lived in the spirit, that we are to be dependent upon God and to acknowledge God in all of our ways. And that, and, and then know that he's directing our path, directing our paths and also know that the world is showing up for you. I'm telling you, even if you have a cancer diagnosis right now, did you know that that is an opportunity to experience God as healer? That's an opportunity to get a revelation of fear and, and the, the Western medical system and live independent of of what we've been taught about sickness and disease. Like there is always an opportunity. There's always a revelation and the world is showing up for you. And I know people will be like, oh, it's an attack from the devil. This is an attack from the devil. This is an attack for the devil. And we we live in this warfare construct. And honestly, life, when you have that perception, rather than this is for my good, that all things work together for good, that what the enemy means for harm, God uses for good, that it's all working for me, that the the universe is conspiring for the manifestation of the sons of God, that creation is here to glorify God, that that's the purpose, that Jesus is in it all, that there is no place separate from God, that the kingdom of darkness is light to God, that that's Psalm 139, that, that the darkness doesn't exist, that light Light, light shines and there is no darkness left that we've been translated out of that kingdom, that we are only alienated from God in our minds. And when you start to kind of grab these things, it doesn't really matter what you're walking through. What matters is what you're focused on. What matters is what you're observing. What matters is what you're aware of and what you're acknowledging. And if you're acknowledging cancer more than you're acknowledging the Holy Spirit, well, your experience is going to be very, very different with those two focuses. And so what I want to encourage you to do, and it's a fight. It's sometimes it is a fight for focus when the seed realm is loud, when you have things that are contrary. But that doesn't mean that it's impossible because in the contrary, in the challenge, there is a special grace in our weakness. That is when the Holy Spirit's grace is made perfect. That is when the, the power of God is the strongest. Okay. That's why the Holy Spirit is our strengthener. And when we are weak, that's when we need strength. Right. So whatever you're going through, the Holy Spirit is able to meet you there and and overcome it. And whatever you're walking through is really going to be the outcome of that is going to be determined on what you're focused on. You know what? If you're focused on divorce, you're headed for divorce. If you're focused on uh, uh, the good things that are going on in your marriage and you're focused on the, the power of God to change anything that's not good. Guess what? Then get that. Then there's going to be a move of God in your marriage and in your home. Same thing with your children, whatever we're focused on. That's why God calls things that be not as though they are. That's why the Holy Spirit is positive. Okay. God being a negative person would mean that he would observe the negative in us. And therefore it would, it it would basically, uh, increase. Like when you focus on the law, guess what? The strength of sin is the law. When you focus on the don'ts, when you focus on the knots, you get more of it. And this is a principle, you guys, in our relationship with God. It's a principle in the character of God. God doesn't say anything he doesn't want. God is not problem focused. He's kingdom. He's heaven focused. And we should be too. So hopefully today, um, this is how, you know, a really good way to wrap up this series. And it's hopefully a really good, uh, practical instruction for you guys of how to put the things that I've been talking about into practice. It's just a shift of focus, you guys. It's just saying, acknowledging the Holy Spirit. It's just, you know what, preaching the gospel to yourself and and acknowledging and affirming what is actually true for you. And the truth is, 
the very same spirit that raised up Jesus dwells in you. That means that you have the resurrection power of God in you. Okay. You, uh, have the exact same Holy Spirit access that Jesus had in his earthly ministry. You and the father are also one, right? You, um, can do the exact same things that Jesus did and even greater things because the Holy Spirit, the very same Holy Spirit is inside of you. This whole idea about chasing the anointing or trying to get anointed, again, it's an exercise in futility because you're trying to get something you've already got. And it's the awareness of what you've got. It's the awareness of what Jesus that has finished. It's the focus on those things that causes it to manifest. You cannot focus on sickness and healing at the same time. You cannot focus on lack and abundance at the same time. You cannot focus on sin and righteousness at the same time. You cannot focus on being separated from God and one with God at the same time. So, beloved, this is about thinking on things that are lovely and pure and of good report and simply acknowledging the Holy Spirit throughout your day. And you can shift this as quickly as you can say chair. <laughs> you can shift this as quickly as you can say Jesus. You can shift this as quickly as you can say, Holy Spirit, I love you. And I thank you that I'm loved unconditionally. I thank you that you see me perfect and holy, even when I don't see myself perfect and holy. I thank you that you love me with a perfect love and that your perfect love casts out all of my fear and that you are with me and that I am anointed by the Holy Spirit and the eyes of my understanding have been enlightened and I, you have given me ears of a disciple um, that I might hear and obey. I thank you that you've given me spiritual equipment, Lord, that there's no handicapped spirits, that I have eyes that are uh, that, that, that are awakened. I have ears that can hear you. I, ha I am. I have have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. I am um, a son of God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And Holy Spirit, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for the new creation. I'm so grateful for what Jesus accomplished on the cross. I'm so grateful that I'm seated in heavenly places right now. I'm so grateful that I can interact with heaven and I can interact with angels and that this is the true reality. Um, even if my, my natural eyes seem blinded to it right now, I thank you that it's true for me 24-7. And I thank you that I can acknowledge it and that you even told me that as I acknowledge it, that you direct my steps and that that's what I begin to experience. And so I'm just so grateful. I'm just so grateful. And you can just make gratitude and acknowledgement and awareness a way of life. You can create positive triggers. And guys, you can begin to walk in the spirit every single day. And you can begin to experience a completely different life that feels like heaven, even when maybe there's hell going on around you. And that, beloved, is true freedom. True freedom looks like you are self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. It looks like that you are not manipulated and controlled by anyone or anything, that you are dependent upon the Holy Spirit to judge situations, circumstances, and hearts, and you are living free, free from the opinions of men, free from the drama of the world and the news and social media and your family and whatever, your workplace, that you are living drama-free because you are so focused on God and so caught up in the goodness of what Jesus has done that you you just don't even have time to worry. You don't even have time to, to fret. You don't have time to, to, you know, try to figure out how to fix something that's wrong because you trust God and he's working all things out together for good. So there is a peaceful, um, joyful way to live. And that's really what walking in the spirit is all about. So I love you guys. 
And I'm so happy to have had this time with you over these last six uh, episodes. And we've got other good episodes coming up for you. We've got new series coming and they're going to be good. So tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, if you haven't done a breakthrough call with us and uh, investigated uh, jumping into a merge, do that. You guys, we love working with you. We love to see what Jesus is doing. We see so many miracles. People are being set free from all kinds of bondage and addictions and, oh gosh, just patterns of behavior and thoughts and stepping into the fullness of what they're here to do and doing it as they're being led by the spirit and union with Jesus. So I love you so much. I'm so grateful to be connected to you and to have this opportunity to speak into your lives. So have a great week, have a supernatural week, and we'll see you next time. Love you much. Thanks for listening to Shalisa's podcast. This recording is, in part, made possible by our listeners. To partner with us, visit shalise.com, where you can donate and help us spread the good news of our unshakable union with Christ around the globe. You can also find a link there to download Shalise's book, The Path, for free. And if you're ready to discover the call of God on your life and the purpose he created you for, then visit us at Shalise.com and watch Shalise's free training where you'll hear five keys to hearing God about your life purpose and transitioning into it. Thanks again for listening. Until next time, don't forget, the world needs the Christ in you.